0: When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. May Jesus Christ be praised and glorified both now and unto the ages of ages. Amen. There is something inconvenient about the epiphany. It is one of the major feasts of the church, which means it is assumed it will be celebrated. And yet, because it is always 12 days after Christmas, and Christmas is always December 25th, it can fall on any day of the week. What's more, it's not a feast that you can transpose or translate to the following Sunday. The Epiphany is properly celebrated on January 6th, no matter what day it happens to be which is why we find ourselves somewhat inconveniently sitting in church on a Friday night in January. But I wonder if inconvenience might be an appropriate lens through which to understand this feast. We are told in Matthew's Gospel about the wise men from the East who come to Jerusalem seeking a king whose birth was announced by the appearance of a new star in the night sky. We don't know much about these wise men. We can't even be sure that there were three of them, despite the hymn. But we can probably assume that they spent a lot of time gazing at the sky and trying to discern meaning behind the movement of the stars and planets. It was part of their routine It was the way they ordered their lives and made sense of the world around them. But when a new star appears, they abandon their routines. They set off in search of the king announced by the astral messenger. And I wonder, had they done this before? (laughs) Was this par for the course for wise men from the East? Or had the Magi disrupted their lives and inconvenienced themselves to investigate whether God was up to something new? The arrival of the wise men in Jerusalem disrupts another routine. Herod, the brutal client king of Judea, had eliminated rivals to the throne and now reigned in relative tranquility. Though his regime could be vacated at any moment by the Roman authorities, Herod had established a tidy realm in which his life made sense and his world was well-ordered. The arrival of the Magi, then, would have been decidedly inconvenient for Herod. Their mention of a new king would have disrupted his tidy, well-ordered world and made the ruler of Judea afraid indeed. Herod's solution to this inconvenience was predictable. Find out where this supposed king was and eliminate him just as he had eliminated any number of other rivals. Herod wanted nothing more than to return to his routine, to get back to the way things were before. What he hadn't counted on was the possibility that God was up to something new. Mary and Joseph, of course, were already aware that they were not having the normal new parent experience. Joseph, after all, had been urged by an angel of the Lord to take Mary as his wife on the promise that the child she would bear would save his people from their sins. Quite an expectation of a newborn baby. And yet Mary and Joseph can't have fully imagined that they would have been visited by a group of strange men bearing symbolic and impractical gifts fit for a king who knelt to pay homage to their infant son. These parents who eschewed routine a long time ago were probably amazed by yet another sign that God was up to something new. And now here we sit, on a Friday night in January, in Abilene, Texas. The glory of Christmas has faded away. We rebelled in the last of the Christmas spirit and spirits at our Twelfth Night Festival last night. And it seems like it is time to get back into a routine. School starts again soon, doesn't it, friends? Even the liturgical calendar deigns to call this season after the Epiphany one of the ordinary seasons of the church year. And yet, as we all know, the word ordinary doesn't denote commonness or routine. It refers to those ordinal numbers, first, second, third, etc., After tonight, we will count the Sundays after the Epiphany. And to my mind, this is an acknowledgement of the extraordinary power of what we celebrate tonight. The Epiphany is such a big deal that every Sunday until Lent makes reference to it. The epiphany reminds us that the disclosure of God in Jesus Christ displaces all of our other priorities. It disrupts our routine. It reveals that God is always up to something new. And this can be inconvenient. It means that we cannot sleepwalk through life. It means that we cannot close our eyes to human suffering or things that make us uncomfortable. It means that we must be awake and attentive to the reality of God's presence in our life and in the life of the world. In this sense, epiphany is a daily part of the Christian life. And the great Anglican preacher, John Dunn, made this point in a 1626 Christmas sermon when he wrote, every manifestation of Christ to the world, to the church, to a particular soul, every manifestation of Christ is an epiphany. And this is not routine. Because as the prophet writes, God's love and mercy are new every morning. On Epiphany, on this inconvenient night, our call is to recognize that God is constantly being made manifest to us in Jesus Christ, disrupting our routine and revealing all the ways that God is up to something new.